Wow, that was good. I, I can't even wait to go. You want to watch it now, huh? You wow. I cannot even wait to watch it. Welcome to Relationship Essentials. This is another episode. I'm with my bro, Ezekiel. <laughs> so, um, if you are not yet subscribed to the channel, please make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're on YouTube, and our name is the same on Instagram, Relationship Essentials. Relationship Essentials is a platform that we created to talk about relationship. Our slogan is Do It God's Way. So, what we've seen is, that the way one of the ways the enemy is attacking the um the church is to attack the family right so i think i've heard people say things like all right if you want to fix the community you don't focus on the community because the community is made up of families and then families is made up of individuals so if we can go back to the root of the problem as opposed to just focusing on the fruits we can you know solve the relationship or a lot of the problems that we see in the society, if we can fix it on the family level, we would see like society be better. So that's what we do. That's why we started Relationship Essential, and that's what it's all about. So we focus on how do we use God's word because we believe God's word is truth, right? God's word is truth. Our reality is not truth. Our experience is not truth. God's word is truth, and if we apply truth. To any situation it brings freedom mm. the bible says you shall know the truth and the truth sets you free so we believe when it comes to the area of relationship god has given us the blueprint but for some reason we are failing an open book exam okay. where relationships are still failing church is still going through divorces and stuff so that's what we like to have this conversation so today's topic is is it realistic to date the godly way in this culture, in today's culture. Yeah. So that's the topic I want to talk question. about. So you're going to have to answer that one. <laughs> because I think the, the answer is yes and no. Um, okay. That's interesting. I, I think it's yes and no. I, I think, of course, anything is possible. Okay. With Christ, all things are possible. But yeah. the problem is the way that we approach dating, the way we approach male-female relationships, the way we look at ourselves in general is not like people, you can call it the godly way, but mm -hmm. truly we're all approaching it from our own standpoints our own experiences our own traumas mm -hmm. so the way i look at dating mm -hmm. we, i can be uh, talking to a woman today I, i'm not talking to a woman because mm -hmm. i'm married but if i was talking to a woman today and i said hey look we're, we're dating mm -hmm. that can mean something for totally me different. it means something totally mm -hmm. different for her i can say um i'm, I'm abstinent or mm -hmm. something like that. That could mean something totally different for you than it is for me. Because everybody's standard is not the same thing. I think if we all came to the realization that we don't have the same standards, a lot of conversations have to be had first. With conversations, thorough communication, then we'll be able to decipher and distinguish where people stand. And then, little by little, by their fruit, you shall know them. And once you're able to evaluate the type of person that you're dealing with, then you'll know whether it's possible to have a godly relationship with them. All right, so the question then becomes, who creates the standard? Yeah. Right, so because if, if I'm allowed to bring my idea of what the standard is and you bring your own idea, then it's become, it shifts from every relationship that I'm, I will ever encounter. Yeah. I, I do believe there should be a, there should be a standard because the way the way the way we come to see relationship we learn it from somewhere yeah and it's very important for me that people don't 
go to the wrong place to learn about something that is going to have tremendous effect in their lives. Yeah. Relationship affect our lives. They say the quality of your life reflects on the quality of your deceit of your relationship, okay. right? So, if my relationship is going to affect me that much, then I need to at least know the right place to go to learn about relationship. Now, see, this part is, I think this part is slightly tougher. The reason yeah. why I say that is because there's nowhere in the scripture that it gives you a one, two, three step plan to mm -hmm. how to date in 2022. Yeah. But there are some standards and principles that we abide by. So how do we take the standards and principles and we generally apply them to specific situations dealing with specific people? And I think that's the part that we have to understand that we're dealing with different people that have different backgrounds, different understandings, the way that I talked about first. But we have to set you know, the parameters on, hey, these are my principles. Lay those things out in the beginning then you can kind of walk those things out because if the Bible doesn't tell you that, hey, this is what dating looks like, then we have to come to agreement that, hey, according to the values that we both agree on, mm -hmm. for us, this is these are the boundaries that we have to set. Mm -hmm. So for you, let's say you're in a relationship and holding someone's hand and kissing someone is not crossing the line for, for, for you. Mm -hmm. You don't feel tempted by that. But for the woman that you're with, mm, it's like, look, with those lips or well, if I feel mm -hmm. those hands, it's, it's crossing the line for me. For that specific relationship, you have to be like, okay, well, I'm going to honor, we're going to honor these boundaries together. We have to set these precedents based on the principles and values that we now share. Mm -hmm. and the Bible doesn't say don't hold hands. Mm -hmm. And so now we're like, we have to create what works for us us and move along that path under the same umbrella under that same authority okay i mean i do i do see your point yeah. i do see that in certain nuances of relationship yeah. it has to be an agreement thing yeah but there are some parts of relationships okay. that is not a nuanced thing okay. right what's, what's, what's black and white for you all right so for example all right so again going back to the question is it realistic to yeah. date the godly way so one godly way of dating is holding up sex Till marriage. Withholding. Withholding. Yeah, holding it off. Okay. Hold holding off sex till marriage. Okay. Not having sex, to be clear. Not having sex. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's be real. That's what this whole question was about anyway. <laughs> like, is we smashing or not? Yeah, That's that the question. Is, is a big one. Is, there, is, is probably the biggest one. Yeah. Right? There are little, little ones there. Yeah. But it's one of the biggest ones. Because you, I've heard people say things like, hey, look, the Bible was written over 2,000 years ago yeah. for a different culture, for a different time. <laughs> You know, I literally had someone, I, I, I don't want to mention your name, I literally had someone tell me that they, that women were allowed to get married when they were 12 and 13 and 15. That how can you expect a woman who is 30 years old to be a virgin, that like with all the options she has, with all the exposure she has, that that is unrealistic when this woman like Mary, that was a virgin, she was getting married at 12. And I'm like, are you trying to say that God's principle on sex doesn't abide, doesn't hold for us today? Because Can I jump in on that? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man, that's a great point about the age that people were getting married, what was considered going into manhood, going into womanhood, because biologically, our body begins telling us things mm -hmm. at particular ages. And for some reason, at a similar age, 
boys begin to cross over into puberty, which is that changing or transitioning from boyhood to manhood biologically. Mm -hmm. And women begin to do so around that same age. Mm -hmm. Now it's a lot younger because of the foods that we intake. Why is the body telling us those things? I believe that God's original plan, whether it be that, I, I'm not saying that we were supposed to get married at, 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 at 12 and 13. What I'm saying is, I don't believe that it was God's designation for men and women to be wait, to have been waiting 30 and 35 and 40 and 45. So a lot of times when you tell, it, when you tell men, wait until marriage, it's like, are you crazy? Like, you expect me to wait 20 years? God's plan was not for men to be crossing over into manhood 15 to 20 years after they reach puberty, but rather to walk into maturity a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. That even if it was 100 or 150 years from now, even look at our grandparents, mm -hmm. the, what they were doing at 18 was not playing videos, stuck, mm -hmm. stuck in a room, being under their mom, very, very close to like sucking breasts. I was just saying, that's what it's called, <laughs> sucking breasts. You're 18, you're 19, you have yeah. no responsibilities, you have no capability or understanding or logic of how to lead a family, no authority, nothing. And that's the 21, 22, and that, that age is getting older and older. Now you look at a 25-year-old, and a lot of times, traditionally, especially in our community, mm -hmm. we don't have a lot going. And so when you tell that person, hey, you're supposed to walk into manhood by now, mm -hmm. they'll look at you kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I think because we've flexed the standard and we've changed our understanding of what age and what manhood is supposed to look like, it looks so crazy to believe that a young woman going into 16 and 17 should have been preparing herself for womanhood because that was the age biologically that the body is telling you you're going into that stage. And same for a man, we should have been a lot further because God prepared the body biologically to go into manhood a lot sooner than culture has been pushing us to believe. Even American culture, I believe that that marriage age is getting higher and higher because we're recessing in maturity a lot more. So that's a that's not Look, I, I think, all right, so what I hear is explanation, okay. right? And that's great. No, you made a great point right. that one of, you're explaining why we're getting married later and later on in life. Yes. But what I think when people say things like, oh, is it realistic? Or oh, women are waiting to 30 to get married. You know, guys are getting married at 35. What we're omitting is that people have the responsibility to make their own decision. Yeah. If you get married at 30, no one hold you, held you hostage <laughs> and said you cannot get married at 18 or you cannot get married at 20. But it's or you not, can, are you that's not as realistic Okay, hold on. Okay, so, yeah. if it's not realistic, yeah, right? Yeah. So, think about it. So, let me ask a question. So, it's not realistic for an 18 year old man to get married, right? It's not realistic because right? we made it like that. Okay, all right. I just want to, I'm trying. So, okay. it's not realistic for him to get married. Yeah. Then, why does he want to have sex? Oh, that. So, so, here's the thing <laughs> the answer or the explanation is that biological calling for sex is not the same as the neurological or psychological yearning for a marital uh, relationship. We don't believe that, or yeah. maybe we suppress it. Or, or, or we've been conditioned or taught to put that off. Like, so that, that, that desire doesn't start kicking in for men until 50 now. All right. It's time for me to settle down. All right, all right. 55, it's time for me to marry a woman. <laughs> because that's what, so again, it goes back to, I think, all right, so society tell us, all right, this is a good age to settle down, yeah. right? But then we start craving things that are result for marriage 
at a young age. Yeah. So what, the same society, why isn't the society not teaching us? All right, so we want you to get married at 35, but this is how we want you to navigate your hormones until you get to marriage. Because the, what you want at this age is only reserved for people that are married. Because society and then you, is no longer built on that fine foundational, foundations of biblical understanding. So right. that's, not, that's not something that you could expect. Yes, the same culture that's pushing people to get mm -hmm. married later is the same culture that says you can have casual sex with as many people mm -hmm. as you want. As you want. Yeah. All right, so we, I think for the sake of helping people that, because uh, our, our focus is we want you to do it the God's way. We want you to do it the godly way, right? And society is going to tell you how they think you should do it. Yeah. I had a woman tell me that her mom told her to test drive it before you buy it. A woman told me that her mom told her that, right? Uh -huh. So sometimes what we have to realize is that what culture teaches us, what our, what our experience, what our peers are doing, what we see on TV, that that is not a right place to learn wow. how to handle our sexual urges. Wow, okay. okay. So when so we come back to that question, is it realistic to date the godly way? The, uh, for me, the answer is yes. But then, the, what I'll add to someone that is asking that question is this. You have to realize that you have to be willing to look weird. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, difficult, right? Difficult, you, right. Like, yeah. if, 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 like, I've literally been on dates where I tell a woman where I'm not having sex, and they're like, I can't date you. Literally. Really? I have. I mean, some of them don't care. But some of them are like, yo, it's not going to work, right? And I think you have to be okay traveling the narrow path. I think what we yeah, don't realize, what we don't realize with certain things that God doesn't want us to do, I think we had this conversation yesterday, there are certain things that God doesn't want us to do. It's not because he just, he's focused on restriction. God does not get any pleasure by restricting us. He gets pleasure when we fulfill our assignment on earth. And when God looks, the Bible calls him Alpha and Omega, right? Which means beginning and end. He knows our end from the beginning. So God knows that certain behaviors will hinder us from reaching our maximum, you know, capabilities or our, the maximum height that we can reach. So God is like, all right, if you engage in this, this, and that, you might not get to where I have designed you to be. Because one of the things that people underestimate is the power of decision. So God designed us in a way that we, as God's creation, God is omnipotent, he's omniscient, omniscient, right? God knows all things, God is all powerful, but even in that authority that he has, he gave man free will. And so the, like one of the things that people talk about in the scriptures is predestination. Of, so God already knows the decisions that we make, right? But the Bible says for who he foreknew, he, he predestined. Yeah. That means our destinies are sealed by the decisions we make. God knows the decisions that we're going to yeah. make. So I think when we start looking at it from the, from the point of view of this is protection not rejection. God is not, God gets no, for me, I think I experienced a level of, you know, freedom when I realized God doesn't want me to do certain things, not because he, he doesn't like me having fun. Yeah. He doesn't want me to enjoy sex. Yeah. He doesn't want, want me to enjoy certain things. It's more because, because of his ability to see beyond the present and see into my future, it, he says no to certain things now because he wants me to say yes to the future that, that he, much. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. predestined for me. Yeah. So yes, it's realistic to date 
the godly way in today's culture, but you have to understand that you will be going against the norm. Yes. And you also have to realize that the norm that the society push is now what God designed it to be. Yeah. And you have to be okay with it, yeah. and you have to be willing to do what others will not do yeah. so that you can have what others will not have. Seal the deal for that question. <laughs> okay, I love how you're ask, asking questions that you're answering. No, it's a conversation. So, so I think sex obviously it's 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 hard, and I think we can talk about why it's hard. Um, we can talk about and we can talk about how we can realistically not have sex before marriage. I think that if we give you someone tip, all right, so is it is it is it realistic to date the godly way into this culture? Yes, it is. What are some of the struggles that it takes that people face when they're dating the godly way into this culture? Yeah. Is sex. Yeah, sex. And, and I think the part, part of it is tying, tying yourself emotionally to a person that's not your spouse. Mm-hmm. So doing it the godly way, let's say you're avoiding sex. For the woman, it's like, man, I'm counting on doing this the right way because mm-hmm. I want this to be my husband. How do you avoid pouring in and depositing into the wrong person emotionally where you get so tied up and this guy's just like, well, I'm just evaluating. Mm-hmm. And so you're pouring in, you're pouring in, you're hoping, you're praying, you're wishing, and you get to a point you spent enough time and in the conversation you develop such an attachment that when he says, okay, well, this is not working, it's just like... I'm devastated, and it makes you lose your desire and zeal for continuing on this thing because you're an Mm -hmm. emotional being and you're exhausting yourself emotionally. You hear a lot of women saying, I'm done with this love thing. Mm -hmm. Either they've been hurt or they've tried and they continue finding themselves running up against a wall with men that don't want to proceed or take it further or serious. So, yeah, I think the sex thing is big, but then also on the women's side, I don't know if they're just horn dogs all the time Mm -hmm. as much as they just want something that will work mm-hmm. and of course sex is in that conversation but i think it's twofold because you're dealing with different parts of human beings yeah. i mean I, I i i definitely i've heard similar concerns from both men and women those for men for the ones that are really serious about marriage what i'll say is this right when it comes to like dating people yeah. becoming emotionally um attached i think i personally think our society have glorified marriage to the point where people just want to get married mm. where they have not tied a sense of identity was like they have tied the identity to marriage it's like if i'm not married it doesn't feel like i'm successful or there's something wrong with me if, if i'm not married That's yet a, yeah. you know so i think i've heard a preacher say things like marriage is not an upgrade marriage is more of an assignment yes and when you see marriage of as not something that completes me wow you know it's you look at it differently because now it's like if i'm going into a relationship knowing that i'm already working on my purpose yeah. i don't need this relationship to start working on yeah. my purpose yeah. the relationship only complements and adds yeah. to what i'm already doing yeah. it doesn't start me off yeah. in what i've been called to do yeah. i think a lot of people their view on marriage is what is making them invest so much so soon mm. Wow! because think about it your your heart only breaks when your expectation is not met and your expectation only rises when you make investments come on so if i'm not invested i'm not expected yeah, yeah. and and if i come into a relationship uh if, if if i come into a dating if i come into a dating scenario from a point of view of a relationship then it's a problem yeah. dating is collecting data i think 
People just need to stop collecting data. Collecting data. You're collecting data, right? So why you being why you investing your heart before you collect information? Wow, that's good. We don't look at dating as collecting information. A lot of times people jump into dating as I'm just peeling away the layers of finding my next husband. And this is the one, this is the one, this has to be the one, this has to be one, I peel off this layer, peel off this layer, and I'm gonna find my husband at the end of this thing rather than I'm discerning what's going on here. I'm discerning who you are in my life, are you an assignment? Because in every situation, whether you're investing or not, you're going to be depositing or impacting or shining the light that you have. If you're there to share mm -hmm. who God has called you to be, then that's what you're gonna do in every relationship, in every scenario. Whether you end up being brother and sister or dating, that's just the, that's what's gonna be. So I think I think it's hard to not be emotionally involved because there's attraction there mm -hmm. and there's hope and there's just like you said, there's this exaltation of, of marriage as an idol that people can't escape getting their heart broken when it just doesn't work out. Yeah, so you're right. You're right about that. Or making those decisions that and choosing pleasure today. Yeah. What are those pains? What so, does it look so, like? So I think one way to phrase it that way people kind of keep keep the it's, it's kind of coherent. What are some of the consequences or why shouldn't they do it culture's way? Yeah. Yeah. What are the repercussions of doing it culture's way versus actually doing it God's way? Yeah. Because the 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 bone of contention here is should I do it God's way? Is it realistic to do it God's way? Is it worth it? Like is it worth it? it? Yeah. Right? So now we're telling you all right this is why you should but let's Let's put God's way apart, aside. Let's talk about you doing it culture's way. What have we seen? What are the consequences that we have seen? And what's the benefits? Let's talk about the benefits. You've been doing it your yeah. way the whole time. All right, so let's Come do that. Come on, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> but let's talk about why I think sometimes comparison helps people see the value of something. So when we talk about doing it God's way, people are like, ah, that sounds boring. Why is it bad? to do a culture's way? Man, the first word, the first question you need to start with is, <laughs> how has it been good thus far? This far? We've okay. tried it our way, mm -hmm. and what has it got us? My wife is, is really, really funny when it comes to working out. She yeah. has a professional trainer that yeah. works out with her, and this woman is ripped. Mm -hmm. And every time she connects with the uh, trainer, it's all she's always telling her, have you been taking your protein? Have you been doing this? Have you been doing that? Excuse me. Have you been doing this? Have you been doing that? Thank you. And my wife is like, nah, I think I'm going to do it my way. And my wife has been trying to lose weight. She's been yeah. trying to do it her way. And she has not had any results doing it her way. And the trainer's like, I just need you to give me like 60 to 90 days yeah. doing it, doing what I'm telling you to do. And every time my wife comes home, she's like, should I really do it how she's telling me? I'm just like, she's like, it's hard and I don't know if it'll work. But I, I always come back to ask her. Well, you've been doing it your way for the last two, three years. And what have you seen? How, what did results it get you? have you seen? Where did it get you? Did it get you where you wanted to go? I'm mm -hmm. just like, no, I guess I'll listen to her. And that's the same thing when it comes to this uh, relationship. The first quest question is, before you ta start talking about why we shouldn't, is why do you recommend that you should continue on the path of going culture's way? Don't you think it's time to reassess where doing it your way and doing it culture, culture's way have brought you? Assess the pain. Mm -hmm. Assess the things that you've gone through trying it your own way 
And then you can kind of sit back and say, you know what? It has not been profitable for me. I've only experienced pain. I've experienced damage. I've experienced hurt, hardship, betrayal. Um, and it's not like you're not going to experience hardship or anything mm -hmm. like that. But you literally have nothing to grab onto. Only thing you have to substanti substantiate why you made the moves is because I felt like it or because I don't know. And mm -hmm. you don't want you don't want to look back and say, I don't know why I ended up here or I regret all these moves and I had nothing to hold on to. So I want to start there. Now we could start talking about why, why don't or why shouldn't we submit to culture's way when it comes to relationships, sex, waiting for marriage and all that. No, that's, all right. So I'm just going to add this. Right? Cause you already, for me, you already answered that. Why? Like, what are the benefits of doing the culture's way? Yeah. They say the definition of insanity is doing something over yeah, and over, over and over, over again, again and expecting a different, different result. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it culture's way. Yeah. That is why we can, my, me and my friend make a joke, we say, the more society fight God's way, the more they prove that God's way is better. Yeah. Like, the more you guys are fighting, doing it the way yeah. God wants you to do it, yeah. you're actually proving why you should do it. Yeah. And this is what I said to that, right? People look at um, their relationship and it's like, when we make decisions, right? Let's say, for example, if you wanted a trainer, yeah, right? Yeah. You wouldn't want to hire, let's say I wanted to lose 30 pounds, yeah. right? I wouldn't go hire a trainer that is struggling losing 30 pounds. Wow. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah. That would like, if, if, if I told a friend that, if you were my friend, I said, yeah. yo, bro, I just hired a trainer. Yo, let me tell you about her, her record. Yo, she's been trying to lose weight for the last five years and she hasn't succeeded, but I think she's going to help me lose weight. What are you going to think of me? like you are wild. <laughs> right yeah. so we naturally want to seem like we are wise right, right? Yeah. so why don't we apply that same wisdom when it comes to relationship let's say for example you want to do it the way your parents did it mm, did were your parents happy w would you wow. want the relationship that your parents have yeah the way you turned out would you want your kids to turn mm. out right mm. you want to do it a celebrity way i literally have someone um after seeing Will and Jada talk about open relationship, still tell me that they would be open to open relationship. I'm like, look, <laughs> let's put religion aside, right? Yeah. The way science works is we, if, if we, before they recommend a behavior as a way to live is they have to do a study that study. shows that this thing is going to get you this result. Yeah. So even if you take religion out of it, right, collect the data. People that are having sex before marriage, living together before marriage, um, beating each other up in their household, domestic violence. How many successful family or home have they produced? Mm. Like I tell people, look, you want to do it your way, show me someone that have done it the way you, you want to do it, that is happy, that produce kids. We talk about, so we're going to eventually talk about the negatives, right? So I don't want to go into the negative, but it's like all I could think about, I can... I cannot think about one positive of doing a culture's way except instant gratification. I wow. cannot think of beyond sex feels good. That's the way God designed it. So you can't even say, oh, it feels good because marriage is going to feel good to say. We yeah. can't even use that. Outside of instant gratification, massaging your ego, looking important to your friends and family, looking like you belong to a community, and you, you look like other people. Outside of the instant gratification, what else is the benefit of doing the culture's way? I cannot think of one. That's, that's cold. Maybe you can help me, but I, can't, <laughs> but I, can't, but I cannot that's think cold. of one. Mm. So 
With that being said, I think we should talk about let people realize maybe from our from our own personal experience some of the stories that we've heard. You know, real quick, why some of the results that have come from doing it culture's way. Yeah, man. Let's just talk about. I mean, on the emotional side, that's one part we could talk yeah. about. That let's talk about the sex part because I know that's what people want to hear about. They want to yeah. hear about the sex part. Yeah. So having sex, even with one person from your past, just mm-hmm. having one experience sexually with one person from your past. Now it doesn't necessarily dictate, but it has now sown a seed in your mind. It sowed a seed in you physically, and that's they talk about soul ties. And sometimes we kind of think it's some kind of spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, craziness, but man, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and there are, you know, mind, will, and I believe your emotions, yeah, something like that, yeah. um, and so we try to make it seem like it's so crazy, no, your sexual experience, especially uh, as a woman and man, uh, especially as a woman, though, I wouldn't say especially mm-hmm. as a woman, has affected you so deeply, when you go to the next person, there are expectations that you have, there are implications that you have in the decisions and the physical physicality that you have with one person that is going to affect your next relationship. So imagine having dozens of these experiences with multiple people where you've given yourself to that person in that way. They've, you've also taken a part of them and you're going into your next situation and it overcomplicates things. And so what happens is you're now having Certain times you're having thoughts about previous things, you're having Mm -hmm. expectations. It's unfair, it's bad stewardship to the person that you are waiting for, Mm -hmm. the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, to have to bring all that baggage, baggage into that situation and have to deal with that baggage for the rest of that marriage, and not just you, but they have to deal with that baggage. That baggage, you're in a it's, you're in a threesome by default. Mm-hmm. It's you, her, and that baggage. It's you, him, and that baggage in that bed that you guys have to navigate. So it makes your future relationship, the good relationship, the desired relationship, God's situation that much more difficult to navigate because of the, all the trauma, the extra baggage, and the unnecessary experiences that you dragged in from your past by simply making the decisions that you're making today for instant gratification, so. I like that, I like that. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add to that. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scriptures says, teach me to number my days mm. so that I may apply my heart to wisdom. Mm. A friend of mine, he wrote a book called um, Negligent Dreamicide. He says, we are killing our dreams with neglect. And in his book, he made a comment. He said, the longer you wait to do what God asks you to do, the less time you have to enjoy it. Wait, say it again. <laughs> the longer you wait to do what God has asked you to do, automatically, the less time you have to enjoy it. So the reason why I bring those two, the scripture up and that comment up is because of this. I believe that people should only date if they want to get married, right? So I'm wow. so we're, we're assuming you're dating for marriage. One of the biggest consequences that I've seen with doing it culture's way is people are wasting time. That's big. And time, big. time is our biggest, biggest, it's our most valuable asset. Like, you take my money, I could go make my money. But my time, I, the, if I back. wasted yesterday, I can't get it back. Mm. If I wasted a year with you, 
I can't get a year back. If I wasted five years with you, I can't get five years back. If I get wasted 10 years, they already have been in the same relationship for a year, three years, five years, and they have not made progress. That is time wasting. And this is why doing it coaches will waste time. Because when you're having sex, and this is something that I'm, I'm gonna speak from my own experience. Mm -hmm. When you're having sex, is sex clouds your sense of reasoning. Come on. Right? It makes you blind to red flags. Mm. It makes you see green light when you're supposed to see red light. Come on, talk about it, <laughs> preacher. Right? So sex clouds your sense of reasoning. And once, once you can't reason properly, you can't make good judgments. Mm. Right? Wow. And sex will have you loving someone that is bad for you. Come on, I'm about to leave now. <laughs> like, I remember literally calling my friend. I'm like, yo, I know this lady is bad for me. Why do I want her so bad? Literally, I would be craving her. I would, I would want to call her when I know, I knew without a shadow of doubt That's that she was not good for me. Wow. She was not good for me, but yet I was longing for her. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to spend time. I wanted to spend money on her. I wanted to go. Why? Because I was, like you talk about soul ties. So if you, if you actually look up soul ties, uh, it actually says sometimes it is the emotional or physical attraction to someone that might or might not be good for you. <laughs> That's good. So I could literally be attracted to something that is toxic to my future. Woo! You spitting. Like, yeah. it's, it's, like, and I think what people don't yeah. realize is toxic just, to my future. That's cold. Like, just because someone, I'm physically attracted to someone or I'm craving someone, that doesn't mean. I hear people say things like, if I'm thinking about her that much, that means it's like, it's, it's, it must, we're meant to be together, oh, or I'm man. supposed to be with her. Dang. So it's for me, it's time wasting. Yeah. Because for me, I felt like I look back at my past, I, wa I wasted, or I it took me longer to come out of a relationship I should have come out of earlier because I was so involved emotionally because sex, the way God designed it, God designed sex to release certain things into your body that yes. create bonds with the person that you're having sex with. Talk. So now we're not just talking religion, we're talking science, we're talking biology. So God knows you better, and he designed sex to create a bond between two people that only a unconditional commitment that is done in marriage can sustain. Dang, that's cold. So for me, culture's way waste your time. It wastes your time, because the longer you are with the wrong person, the more, it's the less time you will have with the right person. Dang, dang. So for me, it's, culture's way is wasting your time. Yeah, it's cold. And if you think about it, if people are very honest with themselves, if you're not having sex, it's easier to move on from the wrong person than when you're having sex. Yeah, yeah. So it, number one, like you talked about, if, if, you, if they, they, they baggage you, why would you want to ruin your future relationship? Now, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, because yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. The decision that you are making today, are you considering the right person? You are, with, you are going to make the right person pay for the sins of the wrong person. So like you said, Ooh, that's, a, that's a double <laughs> negative. Like, it's crazy. Not only are they robbing, they're not yeah. just robbing from Themselves. you. You're robbing from you're, them. Yeah. They rob from you the time, and you're robbing from the future. future. Uh, a dynamic. That's crazy. I don't know if I, that was just, like, that was the Holy Spirit, right? Woo, because right that's, that's crazy. That's, that is crazy. The fact that, 
I'm, if you don't want to do it for you now, do it for the person that God is going to send you. If you can't fight, look, let's, let's just say you don't have it in you yeah. to fight for this right now. Fight for what you know that God has designed for you. Okay, how about this? How about you fight for your kids? Come on, fight for your kids. Fight for the generation. I look, I come on. I read a book called Transform. But I do know him. Um, my, my boy. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw you. He was on my podcast. Yes, I last saw weekend. him. That's crazy. Right, so yeah. I read his book. The beginning of the book starts off where he says, if David never slayed Goliath, yeah. the word of God would never be the same. Mm. He said, who is paying for us not fighting our giant? Everybody got a Goliath. That's crazy. If you don't defeat yours, but who pays? generations will pay for it, not just you. We tend to neglect the fact that we are not the only ones that reap the harvest Jesus, of the decision that we sow. Have mercy. This is, this is Holy Ghost right here. And, this is it. Like, I, I remember listening to a sermon by Joseph Smith, and he says, no one starts off watching porn saying, hey, I want to I wanna ruin my family. I want to ruin... Because we don't think about the future. We don't think about how does this affect the way I will handle my wife when I get married? How does it affect... Because now, if you engage in certain lifestyle today yes. that will make it harder for you to be faithful, mm. and you become unfaithful when you get married, now we're talking about divorce, we're talking about your kids not having a father in the home, we're talking Come about on. kids not being raised by two family homes, when science has shown us that kids that are raised by two parents do 500 times better than kids that are raised by one parent. Jeez. Now, this is not God talking, this is science. If you don't trust God, do you trust science? Do you <laughs> trust information? <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, that's so heavy, bro. So yeah. we are we are we are poking oh, our future by horrible decisions that we make today. That is what cultures will get you. Mercy. Like, look, we could talk all day about all the negative. I, I like I said, I don't know one positive. I don't. And let let's never talk about it, about the fact that it. The more you do it, cultures way. The biggest, the first sin that man committed was wanting to be like God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The serpent told the lady, the woman, if you eat mm -hmm. this from the, from the tree that God has commanded you not to eat, mm -hmm. you will not be able to be like God to tell between good and evil. Mm -hmm. So what culture's way does, which is what we have seen, culture's way gives us the illusion of us being God. Mm. So the more we do it culture's way, the less we submit to God because we've become God. Yes. Yeah. They did a study, right, yeah. in, in, in a college campus. I can't remember the specific. You could do the research. They asked college students, if you found out that Christianity was true, God is real, every evidence that you needed was provided for you, would you become a Christian? 72% of them said no. Do you know what their number one reason was? Sex. That's, like for me, that's crazy. That you would know the truth and you would not want to do it simply because of something that you've been, it's not that, they, they, they're not saying don't have sex, they're just saying wait to have sex when you have been designed to have sex, not when you want to have sex. So literally, it is our desire to be our own God yeah. that is driving our behavior. So when we say we don't want to do it God's way, it's not that culture's way is easier, it's that we just want to be God. 
Wow, we gotta deal with that. <laughs> so and, it's and, so it's crazy. And this is why I think it's so easy to escape to some of the vices like yeah. pornography and masturbation. It's the epitome of being able to rule how the in, your intimate dynamic is. I can choose this with this color at this time at this time. I stop this tape. You can't do that in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't have the authority to control someone's emotions, to turn them on for sex, to turn them off. So it just gives you this unattached power to exploit your body. And that's why God says, look, your body is not your own. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I love that idea that, man, it's, you're doing so many things at one time when you're going that path. You're carving your own path, which is you're attempting to be God. You're destroying your future. You're wasting your time. So there's so many different mm -hmm. domino effects that's happening, and we, want, and we wonder why we're stuck in these cycles. So much damage has been happening. And I always talk about, this is a kind of feels like a tangent, but sometimes when we talk about sin, and a lot of times we talk about glory of God and mm -hmm. holiness, we, we minimize things. Our minds are so finite, so when we think about sin, and we're just like, how could a good God cause someone to be banished for eternity mm -hmm. from a decision that they made or from a sin. Like sin is just a misstep or a mistake and it's just, you know, a disobedience to God. And I think because only God sees the ripple effect mm -hmm. of everyone that was damaged mm -hmm. by our disobedience. Wow. Only God can see wow. the I end think about of the sin. Wow. And so while we say, I just made, I just lied to my kids, or I just, you know, cheated on my spouse, or, and God is like, what do you mean? No, 1,700 people turned this way because of this. Wow. He's sinned in 2020, wow. 2084. No, you're, these, um, your sons end up going to prison because of this, and in prison, mm -hmm. these people got stabbed. He's seeing the whole wow. domino effect. It's just wow. like, what do you it's mean? It's like a time continuum. He could see everything, and we, we only have a very limited view. It was just the wow. sin. That's crazy. And he's like, nah, your disobedience to me was a seed. Wow. And seeds plant trees that bear fruit. Wow. And if the fruit is poisonous, then it kills everyone who eats it. Wow. And so it's, it's deep. That's crazy. It's deep. Wow. That's, <laughs> it is. That's good. It is. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So we could talk all day yeah. about the negatives of doing a culture's way. Yeah. And um, we really, I pray that when people hear this and they're listening to this, yeah. that they don't have a hardened heart, yeah. that they begin to... Even if all this does is make you begin to reevaluate how you do your relationship, yeah. that's all we that's ask. Good enough. We're yeah. not saying, hey, do it. We're not saying, hey, do it God's way. Mm -hmm. You must do it God's way. We're just saying, hey, we know you're smart. Compared what doing your way have gotten you. Yeah, Look at the results of what people who did it your way. Look at where they are 10 years from now, 20 yeah. years from now. Yeah. That's where you're going to be yeah. if you keep doing it that way. Yeah. There are people that I know that are genuinely want to do it God's way. Mm -hmm. So let's give them some tip on how to date the godly way in this toxic culture. Mm -hmm. let's, let's drop some nuggets for them. How can someone who wants to do it God's way, they're trying, it's hard. We both know it's hard. It's really hard. What are some of the things that we can advise, that we can drop for them that will help them, you know, that will make it easier? Yeah. It's not gonna, that will kind of, Make it a little lighter, a yeah. lighter burden yeah. to, you know, to date in this culture. Man, I think one good thing that we can do is if we, if we were gracious enough to understand that every human being that we encountered 
we're whole human beings with futures and, and, and potential, and we looked at them like that, then we would not box people in to a person I'm dating now so that I can get married to, because that's not what they are. They're human beings. They are potential children of God with purpose and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And if I were to approach it like that, then I'm careful and I'm cautious. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm having this conversation with you. I'm getting to know you mm -hmm. because I'm careful about your destiny just as much as I'm careful about mine. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to allow my affections or my emotions or my desire for marriage to destroy the path that God has for you. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, then I'm going to honor you as my sister or my brother, I'm not gonna get to, I'm not gonna cross these lines, I'm, I'm not gonna disrespect you, I'm not gonna impose my horniness mm -hmm. on you because I'm looking at you as a whole being with potential purpose, with potential yes, path. And what I'm going to do is I'm gonna be a light. If I'm gonna come into a situation and be a light, then in this conversation, I'm praying that God gives me insight for you, wisdom for you. And if I see something, I see something in you. And I'm gonna push that up, I'm gonna lift that up as a brother. Just like I'm connected mm -hmm. with you now, man, that's amazing. I see that intelligence. I see that wisdom. Why don't you go further in that business? Hey, I'm seeing there's a red flag here. Make sure you pray about that conversation. So when I come in as an asset and a value and a light to you and shine a light in those situations, I can walk away with you, if, if me and a young lady are connecting, I can walk away from that situation and they're able to uphold their respect. They're able, I'm able to manage and uphold the, 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 the representation that I have of a godly man walk away from this situation, that, that person looks at me and say, that's a brother, that's somebody that loves the Lord. What that does, you cannot lose. This is why that, that, that helps. Number one, when that person thinks back on the relationship and mm -hmm. encounter that they have with you, it only continues to put more deposits in the basket that there are good and godly men there. It puts more faith and hope in this community that exists. Two, it spares us the drama and the trauma of being with somebody that betrays us or lies on us and just all the messiness. And so we don't have to have that uh, attachment. Three, it, it gives us the data that we need to say, hey, look, we're going in different directions. You want to end up being in mm -hmm. Africa serving for people. I believe this week we, we're, not, we're not on the same page. And the last thing that it does is it potentially opens doors for for potential relationships in the future. Mm -hmm. If I talk to someone, I'm like, man, this girl really loved missions or she really loved this and her heart was aligned and she loved God and she did not cross these boundaries. I'd be like, bro, I know you're looking for a wife. The sister that I was talking to that I didn't cross lines with, yeah. I didn't put no babies in her, yeah. I didn't smash her. I, that's, a, I, that's, that's a great point because what? a lot of times guys, like guys wouldn't want to date a girl that their friend dated because you smash. You smash. I smash her. My I'm wife. I imagine my, nothing on nobody's face. My wife Whoa. calling you daddy. What do you mean? Come on, like, Brody. But if I respected her as a sister, yeah. and I and I got a reference from the bro yeah. that didn't disrespect her, yeah. I could take the yeah, reference. I, no, you made a good. I think all I heard and everything that you said, which is so good, is protect the assignment. Come on, bro. Protect their calling. That's crazy. Wow. Like if we really came into every dating situation. With the understanding that this person that I'm, I just encountered, they have a calling over their life. Don't think about that. And let me not be the one to, to let me not be the stumbling block. How, but then you got to think, because now you got to think back. How many times have I been a stumbling block? I have been a lot of stuff. Me, I've been blocked. <laughs> I've been rock. I've been blocked. I've blocked many parts. <laughs> oh, the living mountain himself. Yo. That's crazy though. <laughs> but we don't think that's about a that. Perspective. That's a perspective. No, that's a good perspective. 
if we if, if everybody came into dating with that mindset, let me protect their calling. Let me not be the reason why they don't fulfill their potential because I'm going to take them into sin and sin separates them from God and now they cannot fulfill the assignment that God has given. Or if delay we, them. Or delay them. That is, no, that is beautiful. I really, pray, like, that, that, that is my, that's going to be one of my motivations now because sometimes, like you said, we see them as a piece of me. Yeah. We're like, man, I could think about a million ways this can unfold, right? <laughs> yeah. I forgot to kill. <laughs> but, but no, that's crazy. No, that, that's good. I yes, know. I heard you say. Yes. I heard you say like a long time ago. You yeah. said, "Look at every woman that you meet as God's daughter." Mm-hmm. That was cute. <laughs> it's cute. But this, yeah, protect their assignment. Look at them as carrying God's, and that's how, that's what it really is. Yeah. With yeah. everybody that God has created, Jesus. when God created all of us, we all. Uh, a, we are all his walking tabernacle. Yeah. He's in us trying to do something through us. Yeah. And if I can see someone and not look at them as the way to satisfy my, my selfish crazy. need. Yeah, that's hurtful, bro. That's crazy. That's good. That's all right, so, that's, so one way to help you if you to, to yeah. date godly in this toxic culture, see people as God's vessels. Come on. And not just as your own empty, you know, as your hotel where you're going to check in and check out. That's no, good. see them as, as the temple. Yeah. Temple of God. Yeah. One tip I'll drop for people yeah. is <clears throat> the advice that Solomon gave us, guard your heart, right? Mm-hmm. There's a saying that goes, giggle, garbage in, garbage out. If if you are common givers, guard your heart, right? Mm-hmm. There's a saying that goes, giggle, garbage in, garbage out. If if you are constantly taking in culture's instruments, you're gonna build culture's house. Yeah. Right? You can't build godly you can't build a godly relationship, learning and just taking in all of culture's information. Yeah. You have to maybe stop listening to those romantic, erotic um, Erot- uh, books, <laughs> man. The, the, the books, books, the podcast. Yeah. Maybe you should maybe start. Like for me, like I literally every day I listen to a podcast. Like I don't. I I tell my friend. I say, look, I listen to probably. Because my, my friend, right, we, we do this thing where we hold each other accountable. And he's like, yo, I think I've listened to 200 podcasts for the, for the year. I'm like, wow, that's great, bro. I'm like, how many were you listening to a day? He's like, yeah, I think I was listening to like maybe two or four podcasts a day. I'm like, wow. So if you listen to two or four podcasts a day, that is what, that is in a week, there's seven days in a week. Let's say you're listening to 10 podcasts a week, right? There's 52 weeks in a year. So that means you're listening to... 150 podcasts for the year. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much your life begins to evolve by simply listening to two podcasts a day? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bro, I no lie, probably listen to maybe four, between four to ten podcasts or sermons a day. You? Me. Like, no lie. That's not stopping. Bro, if I'm, when, I, when I wake right. up, yeah. the first thing I do is turn on a sermon or, yeah. a, or a worship song, but yeah. most of them sermons. Yeah. If I'm if I'm showering, I'm something is playing. When if I'm ever in an Uber, if I'm working out, I listen to podcasts or sermons. I don't listen to music when I work out. Yeah. Like That's when I'm crazy. Dri- when I'm driving, I'm listening to podcasts or this. Literally, whenever I'm not doing anything where I'm actually talking, I'm listening to someone talking. Okay. And I'm like, I did the math. I'm like, let's say I do five. I did five a day. Five times seven is thirty-five times fifty weeks. Yeah. That's what has helped me because. Okay. 
You donate to someone that has been out there. It's over fifteen hundred, something like that. That's crazy. And, the, and and I think when people want to change their lives, you have the Bible tells us that we get transformed, which is what if you're if you want to live into this culture and you want to do a godly way, you have to live a transformed life and you have to date a transformed way. Yeah. And if you the Bible tells you you cannot transform until your mind is new. And the only way your mind gets new is to put new things in. That's good. That's good. I like that. So one way to date godly way in this toxic culture is to take in godly word. Change your intake. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Hearing. Yeah. Hearing. You're going to need faith yeah. to date in this culture. Yeah. So you're going to have to take in God's word. As many, if for you, if you need to do one sermon a day, for me, I like to say minimum one sermon a day. Minimum one good podcast a day you know especially if you're in the area of relationship one good godly podcast on relationship every day for the rest of your life and watch how much you how much your desire begins to transform yeah yeah and stuff that's good that's good man yeah and awareness, awareness. i think that's what we need to be mindful of if your awareness is always on point then you're not gonna you're gonna be walking through life sober mm-hmm. decision making and so and sobriety go together. Good decisions mm-hmm. to making and yeah. sobriety go together. If you're always drunk and high off your next impulse, then you're gonna make decisions from impulse, from an impulse place instead of mm-hmm. an informed place. So that's good, man. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So we can right right here now say clubbing is not where you should be going if you're trying to date. <laughs> if, you, if you're trying to date godly way into this culture, yeah. a club, going out to happy hour, those places will not help you. You know, and being a little more practical, I remember advising a young lady that wanted that was asking me advice on dating the godly way, and I said, "Don't go on late dates. Mm. If he wants to take you out, let him take you out in a decent time. If he, if you guys are going out at 10 p.m., like, all right, you guys are not finishing dinner at 11:30. Yeah. The, the reason why night time is 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 where bad things happen. <laughs> no, that's real." And I, I don't be even, practical. To be honest, if I'm a respectful man that respects a woman, yeah, there's no way, especially in the intro, we're not already dating or in a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let my first encounters be like, hey, let's like let's do something at 11 o'clock at night because if I, I respect you, I want to mm-hmm. talk to you, I want to have a conversation yeah. with you in the daytime. But it might just be culture and upbringing. Yeah. But you got to challenge that and say, hey, that's not yeah. how I get down. I, I prefer something that is at 7 p.m. in a public yeah. setting. Sometimes a guy want to get you alone. Hey, we just going to have a date at my place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to be me. I want to cook for you. I want to yeah. cook for you. Cook for me when you marry me. Shrimp scampi. Uh, <laughs> when you marry me. Yeah, we got it. No, 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 that, no, no. we want to be practical, Come right? On, bro. So, yeah. don't be going out late with him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you mentioned, okay, in the beginning. But I think the enemy knows us. Yeah. When we get comfortable. Come on. How about when we get comfortable? Because now you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should be, you're not going to put yourself in a vulnerable place to That's now good. disrespect God. That's good. That's so good. when we get comfortable, we should also have those boundaries in place. All right. The most dangerous we can't go out. We can't be going out. All right. How about, let's be more practical now. You can't be sleeping over and, that, and not expect to have sex. Hey, listen. <laughs> can we be real about some stuff? Because you know what? Sometimes people just be thinking. And here's the truth. I know you think that you're just that strong. I used to think that. I'm like, yeah. It's not. It is. She's going to sleep over. Yeah. And let me tell you something. They're going to make it work. The enemy is smart. The first night you're good, you're, you're like, You're good. And then your flesh rises up and you're like, wow, I'm good. I'm, 
And you, you think now because yeah, because you think now that you you succeeded in one night that you that you can kill it, and that's when the enemy gets you when you when you when you put confidence. The Bible says put no confidence, confidence. in flesh. Once you begin to trust yourself more, that's when the enemy is winning. Dang. Because even even for me, I remember there was a point in my life where I was very strong. I was doing good. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I've been so good so far. Damn. And I'm like, uh, she was like, oh, let's, let's take a trip. Let me tell you guys, if you're listening, if you're not married, don't go on any vacation. Vacation is for people that are married. <laughs> because I think that's one of the, like, I literally have God now tell me, oh, he wants to fly me out. And I ask them, why do you think he wants to fly you out? Because it's easier it's... to have sex with you when you are in a different city. Come on. Than when you're in your house. Yeah, because now you got to stay in the same place. Yeah. Or you guys go out, you have fun, you drink, you guys yeah. are in a different place. Naturally, I remember my friend Gazgif always tells me that Pastor Gazgif, he always tells me that he says, people naturally drop their gods. Even him as a pastor, he says, my God naturally drops when I travel. So imagine traveling with someone that you are dating. And I know some of us want to keep up with social media, or you saw that person. I could, look, I, I called out a couple the other day on Instagram, I'm like, yo, they should stop promoting nonsense because... You guys are out here not married and traveling all over the world and you have people thinking, putting pressure on their boyfriends. Oh, we haven't gone anywhere. Or we haven't traveled anywhere. Don't let social media make you want to travel when you're not married. Focus. And if you ask most men, why are you not married? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to get my money together. Well, if you take all that money that you're using to fly out all over the place and save it, you will have money to marry her. Wow, for that one. That's good. <laughs> right? So... Don't sleep over, no matter how much you want to. I'm telling you, like, I just is my experience. Yeah, he's Don't sleep over, don't take trips together. If you guys take trips together, let it be a group trip. Yeah. Let us stay with the girls and yeah. you stay with the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, without saying that you guys can have sex anywhere, of course, you can have sex in a car, you can have sex in a parking lot, you can have sex anywhere, yeah. but you don't want to make it easier yeah. to have sex. You want to make it harder yeah. by not hanging out. Where you guys are vulnerable, like for me, literally at this point in my life, if if I'm dating a woman and she's like, "Oh, I would like to see you," at a certain time, I'm like, "Right now, I'm weak. I don't, I don't think we should. I don't think we should hang out. Yeah. I don't think I can control myself." Yeah. And I will be honest with her. I'll be yeah. like, "Yo, if you come over, this is what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. doing, and I don't think we should do it. So yeah. let's just yeah. stay where you are. Let me stay where I am. I think knowing your triggers. Yeah, helps. know your know triggers." Yourself. Know your triggers. Know thyself. If you're not kissing, it's gonna let you let you go all the way. Don't kiss. It's yeah. okay. Don't yeah. give him yeah. a, a kiss on the on the cheek. <laughs> the beard. Give him a kiss on the beard, dog. I mean, it's real, and that's why that's why I don't believe like you don't have to be. In, some people be like, ah, oh, yeah, but like if you're passionate about somebody, you're yeah. attracted to somebody, you love them. The conversation is great. All that stuff. Those are all the recipe for wanting to express that passion. 100%. And it's natural. We, I don't, we're not here to tell you that you shouldn't want sex. I say desire sex more. Desire it, love it, want it, good. But we're saying protect, protect the assignment because if you're not, even when you're engaged, sometimes engagements don't go all the way mm -hmm. through. You're protecting assignments so you get to a place where there's security for both of you guys. There's a space that is designed for you guys to express that passionately and exclusively. And it doesn't mean that it protects you from every external damage, but it definitely is a safeguard that is backed by God. Mm -hmm. And you want to be backed by God when it comes to this thing, man. So I'm just encouraging you. I don't want, we don't want it to seem like- the, we're not, we, don't want, we don't want it to seem like we don't want you to have sex. Yeah. Just have sex in the right time. Yeah. When you were saying that, I 
got a good tip for people that want to dig godly yeah. into this toxic culture. People are like, some men are going to hate me for this. I don't hate you, brother. Don't date too long. Dang. Don't date too long. Mm-hmm. Set her free or set him free. If you know you don't want to marry her, then set him free or set her free. Mm. And if you want to marry her, then marry her. Yeah. Like, the longer you wait, mm-hmm. like, I remember hearing this from TDJ. He says, what creates frustration for us is when we're in a place of movement and we're stagnant. Mm. He says, for example, when you get on a plane, you are comfortable in a chair. Mm. You, the seat is comfortable. But if that plane is not moving for an hour, you're like, what is, you get frustrated. Mm. Even though you are Traffic. comfortable. You can't be in a car and sitting in the track. Right? Even though you're in AC and there's, yeah. because you're in a place of movement and there's stagnation. Mm. That's what relationship is. We are supposed to be progressing. We cannot be talking, oh, how, how, how long have you guys been there? Oh, years. we've been we, we, we've been talking for a year. What, what, what are you talking about? What is it that you're talking what about for a year? Oh how, oh, how long have you been there? Oh, he's been my boyfriend for, for five years. No, that's what created, and I, I was literally having a conversation with a friend. I said, have you ever considered that her frustration is because you're taking too long? Because sometimes we're like, oh, she's so, she, because even for me, my previous relationship, I, we, we dated way too long. And what that created is, again, when expectation is not met, women naturally come with expectation. And the longer you wait to meet their expectation, most women don't have the balls to leave. Yeah. So they will stay and frustrate you Dang. because they are frustrated that you're not moving along. Oh, we've, you've been dating me for a year. We're not official. Yeah. You've been dating me for two years. I don't have a ring. Yeah. You've been dating me for five years. We're not married. Yeah. But you're wearing Gucci. You're wearing this. I, so you can't say it's money. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so my thing is, don't date too long. Yeah. The, the, and if you keep sex out of it now, if you focus all your energy on finding out, is this the one mm-hmm. that I want to spend the rest of my life with? Yeah. And once you realize this person is not it, don't waste their time. Dang. Let them go. Dang. Let them go. Let them go find, don't, don't be a, hind- a hindrance to them finding their husband. Dang. Or finding their wives. That's a hard word, brother. No, because it gets comfortable. Yeah. That's, and that's what we're talking about, the sex thing. Sex makes it more comfortable yeah. in that place. Yeah. That's good. So bro. don't date too long. Yeah. And then um, one advice I also give is it's easier to do to date the godly way when you have godly friends. Mm. It's harder to date the godly way when all your friends, all they want to do is party, drink, have sex. Like, if, if I'm talking to a guy and he's telling me how he smashed three girls last week, I'm a human being. My, my brother said, wow, yeah, what is my one? He smashed three. <laughs> hey, bro, your in and out of the accent is wild to me. <laughs> me, I don't get one. <laughs> you know? So I think, like, for me, it helps me because literally I've built a tribe mm. of people that are honoring God. Come on, bro. Not saying we're perfect. Yeah. Not saying we always do it right. Yeah. But I will tell you this. We will never, if you ever hear me and my friends' conversation, you will never us, you never hear us talking about how much we're smashing. Even if, if, if somebody... If it happens. If it happens, it's, it's coming from a place of accountability. Yeah. Yeah, bro, I messed up. Yeah. All right, bro, all right. You did it. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, and it's easier to, to, to live a godly life when you have friends that will not endorse your bad behavior come on they don't celebrate it yes yeah. so i think it would be easier for you to date godly 
if you have godly friends there you go. and it would be easier it would be easier for you you will find your heart to break out of the cycle if your girlfriend is telling you how you know she squared her 10 times now you want hey, to yo hey yo yo I yo just, I this, just, this the podcast right now what is yo fam i'm so done is, is the truth because now you're like yo you you get it all the enjoyment i want to enjoy it too oh my god so long story short kayana i didn't know he was gonna say that so just know i don't endorse i don't endorse okay <laughs> long story short hey you have godly friends that are on that path of dating godly and it will be easier for you to date the godly way <laughs> yo i'm yo i'm telling you man it's these are that be wild. <laughs> you over there trying to live an abstinent life and she says i squirted nine times girl it's like well you know what <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm gonna join you. Like you can't help it. <laughs> look, man. Look, they say env- our environment affects everything. That's it affects wild. even our desires. It that's, affects everything. That's you know? wild, man. This is great. This is great. So let's wrap up, man. Yeah, let's yeah. give our let's let's give our last few nuggets. Okay, and cool. Let's go. Dating godly okay. in a toxic culture. That's good. Last take. Oh man, no, you you share everything, man. You share everything. Dating God, you. Guard your heart. Watch your friends. What were the other points that you grant you gave us? Don't sleep over. Don't sleep over. Don't take vacations. Wait till marriage. Save yeah. your money for marriage. Yeah. And just, I'm, I think, if you're actively on a path of building and walking out purpose, which includes accountability and discipleship, you need to have people in your life, of course, that's pouring into you. But if that is your focus, your focus on God's purpose in your life, mm-hmm. I truly believe we talked about this Romans 8 28 it says all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose who are called basically moving along with his purpose Mm -hmm. and so those things that we're praying for them to work out God's saying they already work out Mm -hmm. for those who are applying themselves to his purpose so don't forsake God's purpose to wait Mm -hmm. don't forsake God's purpose to even chase what you're chasing is God's heart because if I'm, go- if, if I'm going to access and attain God's will, then I'm just going to go where God tells me to go. I can't miss what God desires. If God desires for me to be married, then let me follow his voice where he's calling me to go. I'm mm-hmm. not going to find his plan on my route. They're two 100%. different paths. I love that. So if I take his path along the path, it's his path. So if it's my path, then I'm gonna find marriage when I say so. But mm-hmm. if it's his path, then I'm going to attain the things that he desires that I attain in that time, in the time that he believes is good for me. So it's also redefining, allowing ourselves to daily redefine that I am going to be, learn to be content knowing that God truly loves me and his will is best for me. 
that's a hard thing to, uh, uh, to, to reconcile sometimes because sometimes we wake up in the morning and if we don't make that resolve, then somehow you're going to feel kind of bitter that God doesn't love you like he says he does. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to stay on this path and walk in his purpose and do all these things if he's, he can't see me? He doesn't hear me. He doesn't know my pain. He doesn't know what I need. But if God truly knows what I need and has the power to supply, then if I don't have it, there's, there's a wisdom behind his, what he's making available. So I always say this, if God, if, if God has given it, it's his goodness. If he's withholding it, it's his wisdom. And there, wow. I promise you, there are things that I wish that God had reconciled in my life before I met my wife. There's some things that God, I, I wish that he would have worked out before I drugged somebody along for the wire, issues. And so have you even dealt with some of the issues in your purpose walk? Make time to look into yourself and deal with some of the childhood traumas. Deal with some of the reasons, the whys of why you get so mad when this happens and why you're so caught up with having social media followers and you're stuck on your likes. And deal with some of the things that people have told you. Ten people told you you're selfish. Have you dealt with that? Ten people have told you you're stingy. Have you dealt with that? You haven't even rectified the call, that, the, the, the words that God has given you ten years ago enough. and you're waiting for God to give you a new, a new word, wow. a new blessing. Begin to start applying yourself to the things that God has already told you to do. You'll get a lot further. You'll be more of the pristine person that will bless the person that he's bringing to your life because they're not just for you. You're called to be a blessing to them as well. So walk that purpose. I love it, man. Yeah. Man, that was, that was really good. What was that line? If, if God gives if, it. If, if, God has, if, God, if God gives it, it's his goodness. If he withholds it, it's his wisdom. Oof. That right there, I think. Um, many times, because there are people that are probably listening who are sometimes, they look at their lives, okay, I've been faithful, mm -hmm. I have done it right, I have tried, and like, where's my reward? Mm. And that right there is the answer. If God withholds it, it's, it's, his, wisdom. it's his wisdom. It's because many times our frustration comes from our misalignment with God's timing. Mm. So I have my timetable. Yeah. And my time have expired and yes. God still haven't done it. Wow. So it's either he's not good or he's not powerful enough to do it. Come on. So now I don't want to serve him because yeah. how can he love me and yeah. not honor what I want? Yeah. So it's just my encouragement. Look, mm. the Bible says do not grow weary in well-doing well because at an appointed time, yeah. you will reap. That word appointed time in the Hebrew word means moed, right? Which means it says if it's not God's timing, you can't force it. Mm. And when it God's timing, you can't stop it. Woo! Right? And yeah. my encouragement is, because we all get discouraged. We all have seasons where we're like, all right, God, come on. I've been faithful. Yeah. Trust God. Like he said, it's God's wisdom. God knows he's preparing you. And sometimes God will often ask us for whatever that we want the most. Mm. To see, is that thing your idol or am I really your God? Yeah. God asks Abraham, hey, sacrifice your son that you love. Mm. So if God knows that this is my, this marriage thing, you've exalted it so high, maybe God is testing your heart mm. to see, do you really, would you honor me if you don't get this? Wow. And many times God wants us to know him for his heart, not for his hand. Wow. Right? So when we come to know his, his heart, then we begin to see the revelation and the manifestation of the scriptures that he can do exceedingly, yeah. more abundantly than we can think, ask, or imagine. But first, it has to come from a depth of love where our heart is rooted yeah. and grounded by his love for us. Come on, man. All right? 
Thank you guys for listening. This is Relationship Essentials. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube. Um, promote our messages, man. Promote, um, repost our stuff. Our goal is to help push Kingdom's way of doing relationship. We're tired of seeing failed relationship after failed relationship. We want to see more people win in the area of relationship. And we believe the only way you can do that is to do it God's way. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next episode. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for of course, of course. Yours. Thanks, fun. man. Thank this you for, for being here. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was a lot of wisdom that you shared. And we pray that God bless you as well, man. And thank you for having me on. I was, I was thoroughly blessed as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care.